So the funny thing about nature in the city is that there's all this like hustle and bustle sounds like crashing and loud machinery. But then at the same time, if you look closely or you listen closely even, um, because listening is one of the things we'll be focusing on today, is that you notice that there's a sense of peace and calm as well within the madness which I think is beautiful when you start tuning into that side of things. Hey, I'm Chrissia, also known as City Girl in Nature, your host for Series 3 of Get Burden, supported by Canada Water. The point of this podcast is to open up nature and wildlife for everyone. But the thing I really want you to open today is your ears. The next half an hour is all about the magic of birdsong. I'll be talking to some musicians who have thought a lot about what they can learn from birdsongs. You know, just pay attention. Later, we'll shut our eyes for a birdsong meditation from therapist, DJ and radio legend Namon Metaxas. See if you can tune into the birds and just notice how that makes you feel whilst continuing to deepen your breath. <laughs> you go first. Are you right? Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to sit on a chair or a bench? Is that everyone? Uh, is that everyone? <laughs> oh, Brian's got a coming. Oh, it's going to work for Ray. How's everyone feeling, though? Did you enjoy your sandwiches and not drink? Yes. Thanks, yeah. Daniel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Bella always makes nice sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> they look lovely. <laughs> There's a lot of bird song out here. Are you guys into birds? I did yell once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What I found really interesting about all of you guys is that you guys connect with birds through listening main, mainly. Yeah, I like listening to birds when I'm outside. Mm-hmm. It's, it's company, you mm-hmm. know. I, I can't appreciate them flying in and out, only if I can hear them singing, you know. Today I'm on an adventure with a visually impaired group from a charity called Time and Talents. We gathered in a garden and spoke about their relationship to Birdsong. Well, my name is Diane, and I've been coming to this group when it started, and it got it's such a long time now, I'm not even sure how long it, it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think we all love bird song. I mean, I love to listen to the birds from my sitting room. I love the windows open, and I've got bird feeders out there uh, and a bird bath, you know. Oh, uh, bird so, bath. Yes, oh, yes. My late husband always used to say to me, um, you know, have you checked the, the bird bath? Let's make sure there's water in it. Have you checked the feeders? Have you checked the... And although he's been gone three years now, it's like a little nagging voice in my head. <laughs> um, have you checked the bird feeders? <laughs> have you checked the water? <laughs> so, yeah, I must go out and do it. <laughs> yeah. So they seem to be feeding quite well at the moment. I'm not very good at identifying them, though. I just wish I could see them now. You know, I mean, you know, a few years ago I would have maybe been able to see them, but now I can just listen to them, which, which well, it's still lovely. I started playing music very early on. I was um, I was brought up in a very musical family, so I started playing the guitar when I was four, and then I had classical singing lessons and piano and 
from there on, I went into pop music and I started writing my own songs. So this is pretty much a life full of music. That's the voice of Albertine Sarges, a fantastic musician from Berlin. This is what her music sounds like. This one is called Bird's Life. Staring out the window, hours running straight. In 2020, when COVID happened and all the concerts that I was going to play were cancelled, I very luckily met a person who was living in my house and she was basically something like a nature ranger. She was responsible for a park. She knew all the animals in this park and excitingly, she knew all the bird songs in this park. And she said once to me, Hey, du bist Musikerin. Hey, you're a musician and you have nothing to do. Wouldn't you be up for just going to the park with me and learning all the bird songs? And she was like an angel. <laughs> you know, she brought this amazing new thing into my life. We went into the park and she would close her eyes and focus in one direction and just point with her fingers in that direction and say, see, this is very easy. This is a chiff chaff. And it just does like chiff chaff, chiff chaff, chiff chaff. It's indeed very easy bird. And yeah, this is how it started. And um, I've thanked her many times for actually inviting me. Courage to fly. Remind me of the reason to keep pushing on. Open me to light and the courage to fly. While touring all around Europe, Albertine still has time to birdwatch. The beautiful thing about this hobby is that it's very accessible and it's very flexible in the sense that wherever you are, you just take a look out of the window or you walk to the metro station or you wait at a parking place or whatever, you will always find birds. It is something that you can just bring along wherever you go. So it is easy, even though concerts have started again, COVID is basically over, or at least speaking in terms of playing concerts, everything's back to normal. And still birds are in my life daily from the morning when I go out and just greet the first birds of the day to the evening when I walk home. I will always notice them and they will always spark some joy. Just like me. Listening to birds has a positive impact on Albertine's mental health. Since I've been bird watching so much, I think I'm calmer. If I see a bird, I'm just for a little moment not in my own brain anymore. I'm not thinking about problems, solving stuff, earning money, you know. For a moment, I completely forget my existence, actually. And that's not even exaggerated. You just surrender to the beauty of this animal, its habits and its calls. Often I don't see them, often I just hear them, which is very, very pleasant as well. Birdwatching also helps Albertin's music-making skills. Drinking from a deep 
birdwatching is actually something that teaches you to maybe not expect too much, but to be open for interesting transitory things to happen and to pay attention to them. I have some form of meditative openness that I bring to the rehearsal space and concerts, and it has improved since I've been birdwatching. So I do think that it made me a better artist, definitely, but also a better friend. In a way, I mean, that, that sounds pretty, <laughs> sounds very epic, <laughs> but I tell you that it, it actually is epic what happened. So, the big question, what's the best bird song of all? I think it is the blackbird. For me, we are very, very lucky that the blackbird is actually such a common city bird since it has the roundest and most versatile, amazing voice. It never stops to astonish me. And then often... They end with a little ribbon, like a gift that you like decorate with a ribbon. So that in the end they would do shibai, and it's like shibai. There goes the crow. <laughs> so many different bird songs. quite therapeutic wow wonder what they're seeing that bird <laughs> we identify there's a bird song and a bird call what's the difference the bird calls are more like language more like talking little phrases going back and forth like they're talking to each other but you know most human languages recognize that some sounds from birds are songs they're more like tiny pieces of music performances they have a beginning, a middle, and an end, a real sense of emotional quality. But the fact is, once you hear these things as music, for people, it's instantly more accessible. We don't try and translate what's being said. We don't say, I'm sorry, Mr. Bird, I don't understand what you're saying. I'm sorry, Nightingale, Song Thrush, Chaffinch. I don't get it. What are you talking about? We don't say anything like that. We hear, what a beautiful song you have and listen to it as music. So what would it be like, actually, to make music with a bird? Here's one man that knows. My name is David Rothenberg. I'm a professor of philosophy and music at the New Jersey Institute of Technology. And when I'm not teaching, I'm traveling around, playing music with all kinds of musicians, and some of them are not even human. I play music with birds and whales and bugs. You know, birds are the easiest animals to think of as being musical. All kinds of people whistle along with birds, they talk to birds, they sing to birds. So I play the clarinet, so I pick up the clarinet and play some phrases and listen to what the birds are doing and imagine maybe I'm some other kind of bird joining in to what's going on out there. And the harp would pluck and the singer is going repeating these kinds of things and after a while birds who were silent before they started to join in they started to sing I'm not trying to copy the birds not trying to imitate them 
I'm imagining the birds and I are making a kind of music that no one species could make alone. I don't know what it means. I don't know if the birds know what it means, but we're making something kind of cool. And you learn all kinds of things about what the bird is by treating him seriously as a musical being. We're in the world where the birds are. And so we go into their world, and I find that a lot more fun than bringing the birds on stage, though I have sometimes done that. Once in Paris, for example, I performed with eight prize-winning canaries. They were all in this special cage, and they came on stage, and that was pretty interesting because it wasn't like one bird. It was like a whole bird ensemble in a box. They were making so many weird sounds. People are often asking, well, is this music or is it language? What are these birds really doing? And to answer that, we got to first understand what is language, what is music? Language are sounds that we put together to interact with each other, communicate specific meanings. And some sounds made by birds are like that. There might be a call that says, hey, I'm hungry, or watch out, there's a predator overhead, or get away from my nest. Sounds with specific meanings like that. But when we speak of bird songs, we recognize that these sounds, often made by male birds, they're used to attract a mate, defend a territory. But the function of the sounds doesn't matter as much as the structure and feeling and emotion behind them. They work like music works. For example, here is the song of the nightingale, of most beloved sound in literature, poetry. All these patterns, strange and alien. So the Song of the Nightingale is a music unlike any human music. It's got its own rhythms, it's got its own rules, it's got its own structure. And it's a remarkable and beautiful thing to hear. Now we compare that to the calls of crows talking to each other. Crows are said to have kind of some linguistic abilities, and they're, they're talking to each other back and forth. So here's the sound of some crows... And these are called calls, not songs. In Australia, there are some of the most melodious birds. Here is the song of the pied butcher bird. And this is probably the bird from around the world that most sounds like human music. It's really hard to hear this and not say, wow, birds are musicians. I'm not sure if I would go so far to call it music, but 
It's been proven that singing birds are choosing their partners according to the originality of their singing. So they must have some idea of what a good singer is. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like any music. There is only so many chords in music, isn't there? That's why so many pop songs, when you listen to them, you think, that's familiar. Mm. And it's something from classic, from the classical. So I suppose birdsong, birdsong is so much cleverer. Mm. I think, but you know, the intricacy of some of the bird songs and the way it changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the more you listen, the more fascinating it is, I think. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, I think I it's agree. amazing. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. when you hear them all at once, it's a bit like a choir. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. My name is Nishit. Nishit. Patel. Mm-hmm. I'm 81 year old. Wow, <laughs> you look very good. <laughs> I've been chasing the birds a lot, that's why maybe. You like the birds? The bird doesn't fly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, honestly. So, what do you feel the relationship between bird songs and music is? Do you think there's a connection between them? Definitely. I think they just don't, you know, they have some certain rhythm. Mm-hmm. Rhythm is repeated so many times same I agree nature yeah. definitely has a rhythm rhythm yeah music industry has taken some notes mm-hmm. from it as well too. I appreciate more of animal sounds and bird sounds and things like that because I'm paying more attention not able to see paying more more attention to these sounds and rhythms and appreciating more, you know, like what nature has got for us. That's beautiful. Mm. So, do you know why birds sing? Um, well, I suppose it's their way of communicating to each other. Mm. I should imagine, you know, is there another answer? I've written some books. There's one called Why Birds Sing. Why do birds sing? People want to know. Are you going to answer that question? Where's the answer? Of course, it's on the last page of the book. Why do birds sing? Because they have to, because they must. Same reason people sing, same reason we make music. We just need to do it. We can't really say why. It's just an essential part of being a bird. It's an essential part of being a human to be musical. We just do it. When I meditate and close my eyes, I kind of listen to the bird song mm. and I feel like a deeper connection there. For you, yeah. do you feel that it's... Well, I can't see at all anyway, so <laughs> it's like the same thing if I'm listening to the bird. You really do intensely listen to them and, of course, I can't look at them and think, oh, yes, that's this or that or the other. It's just the song. I mean, like the bird that we can hear now, mm. um, you know, that is... I mean, to just sit and listen... You know, and hear it, the variations. It's, it is, it's very calming, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I hope you've enjoyed all the bird song in this episode as much as I have. There's one more treat to finish. Our friend, the talented therapist, DJ, and radio legend, Namon Metaxas, will guide us through a blissful bird song meditation to try and instill a sense of tranquility. 
Hi, it is Namone here with you. I'm a broadcaster, DJ and integrative psychotherapist. And I'm joining you and Quizia here for us to take a moment's pause. These are mini meditations designed to bring our awareness to our surroundings. To take just a few moments to tune back into our bodies and our minds. To possibly find a bit more space. We often feel squeezed that we don't, or it's difficult even to find the time to make space. And the space we can find internally can often translate to finding space in the real world, in our physical environment, which in turn can positively affect our mental health and well-being. And life can be fast and noisy. It can be easy for us to lose connection to ourselves, to each other and to nature. There's something very primal about the relationship we have with nature. And it's easy to become disconnected from that in the modern world, especially if you live in a city. Pausing, breathing and grounding ourselves can be ways to re-establish that connection and the benefits of our more natural surroundings. Nurture, care and kindness are all ways of being not necessarily as lauded or celebrated in Western cultures. There are many places more in tune with their natural surroundings where walking barefoot on a patch of grass wouldn't seem out of place, or lying down on the ground to appreciate the birdsong you can hear in the middle of the city would be less of a thing. One recent study found that the effects of catching sights of birds or hearing them in our everyday environment can benefit our mental health and well-being for up to eight hours. So how can we give ourselves more of a chance to catch their song? Or glimpse and notice the birds around us. Slowing down in our everyday life and taking a moment to bring our awareness to the present might allow us to be more open to noticing our immediate surroundings. Birds are everywhere, even in the densest part of intensely populated cities around the world. Wherever you're listening to this programme, just take a moment to feel your feet on the ground. I mean, if you can, take your shoes off. That'd be even better. Might be hard if you're listening on a train. And it might be that you come back to this a bit later when you have a more opportune moment to make contact with the ground. But if you can, now, feel your feet where they make contact with the ground and feel the earth come back to meet you in this moment. Be easy if you close your eyes. Take a deeper breath than you ordinarily would. It doesn't have to be massive. Go with what feels natural, but notice how much air you're allowing into your lungs and get curious about it. And breathing out, let all the air out of your lungs. And gently, continuing to deepen your breath, bring your attention to what you can hear. The hum of traffic out of the window, the siren in the distance, the rubbish lorry trundling past, the squealing children in a playground, and the faint sound of birdsong. See if you can tune into the birds and just notice how that makes you feel whilst continuing to deepen your breath. You might only have a few moments, but however long you're able to do it, just stick with bringing your awareness to your breath and noticing what happens to your body and your mood as you bring more attention to any bird song you can hear, any sounds you can hear. A more multi-sensory everyday experience, including some contact with the natural world, can really lift our spirits.
We know that birdsong has a positive effect on our mental health and well-being. And it might actually be easier to pause, to notice that and bring our awareness to it, and to allow a bit more space to hear the birdsong and appreciate our natural surroundings than we first think. Thank you so much for listening to this mini meditation and I'll be back again with you in a few weeks' time with one more Get Birding-focused mini meditation. Take care. Wow. It's powerful. When you tune into the bird songs, honestly, especially when meditating, the sound of birds, the different tunes... It's a different energy, I'd say. And sometimes even when I'm out on walks and there's a contrast of hustle and bustle, as soon as I tune into the bird song, it just brings us calmness and a, a, a moment to pause and just remember to breathe is what I often feel when I hear a bird singing. That, it's like a call to me also to remember to be present and to breathe. And um, for me, that really helps to regulate my mental well-being because I don't feel alone and I remember that I'm a part of something much bigger than just myself. So beautiful. You can even hear so many just sitting here. Oh, some parakeets. <laughs> some parakeets. <laughs> Crow doing... You've been listening to Get Burden, a peanut and crumb production, hosted by me, Kusia, also known as City Girl Nature. My producers for this episode were Sandra Labadee and Jesse Lawson. A big thank you to our sponsors for this series, Canada Water, imagining a new district for London. In our next episode, we will dive into the actions necessary to protect our environment. Until then... Keep your eyes open for those winged wonders and stay tuned for more Burden Adventures. Oh, a brown Labrador. Is it a puppy? Uh, a little puppy. Is it a girl or a boy? Hello, it's okay. Oh, oh, let me. <laughs> I got excited and then I nearly got licked. <laughs>